Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Woolahan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast which will analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. I've made every mistake except for one, and that's making the same mistake twice. Welcome to Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel. Yeah. You know why they call him Evil Knievel? Why do they call him Evil Knievel? Well, he was always getting arrested, and there was also another t- kid in the neighborhood who was bad, and his name was Knawful. And so the cops called him Awful Knawful. And, you know, Scott Knievel went, well, I have to be just as good. I'm Evil Knievel now. That is a very bad version of the story Lee Mack told on Taskmaster, which was more memorable than anything that happens in this show. <laughs> I believe it's William. I think it's William Knievel. Uh, I'm I'm a big stuntman fan, so I was very excited getting into this. So, for Evil Knievel, let's pour one out. What are you fighting with there, Lara? Uh, I call this the original Jump the Shark. Okay. Uh, it's 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 mostly water. Uh, it's water. Uh, but it's in. <laughs> it's mostly water, it's, as in completely. It's in this decorative shark water bottle, because Evil Knievel, uh, before the Fonz, attempted to jump the shark. Yeah, before the Fonz. Yes, it ended in tragedy. Oh, the Fonz better than Evil Knievel, apparently. Yes, because the Fonz wasn't really doing it. Yeah, exactly. Somebody did it. Somebody jumps the shark. Like. On water skis. On water skis. Well, there's probably not really a shark. Yeah, there's really not. All right, in any case, how, how is your water? Good. Hydrating. Good, good. I have made myself an evil Knievel. It's red, white, and blue. At least it was. We've been it's... sitting here for a while, and now it's purple. Uh, so I started with some uh, grenadine, and then I added the uh, seltzer, which is watermelon, uh, for the white, and then blue Coruscant for the blue, because uh, Evil Knievel wore a red, white, and blue jumpsuit. And unbeknownst to me, someone has snuck in some super hot fireball. Wow, how's Evil Knievel going to get out of this one? (sighs) That's gross. Yeah, you made it sound like it was going to be pretty gross. It's just, I only taste Fireball. That's, that's why Fireball's a bad mixer. I put so much sweet in there, I thought maybe it would just kind of have like a small tingle, but no, it just tastes like Fireball. Nope, it's only fire. So let's jump into Evil Knievel. Now, this is where I would like to start. Okay. I know what you said. Okay. You said Sam Elliott plays Evil Knievel. And I got very, very excited. And I know you said Sam Elliott. And then when we turned it on, I went, oh, Sam Elliott, not Chris Elliott. 
I was fully expecting this to be Chris Elliott, star of the Action Family. Uh, Chris Elliott was 13 years old when this was produced. So I was really excited. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun and silly. It's going to have Chris Elliott in it. Awesome. No. Sam Elliott will be playing uh, Evil Knievel. You might know Sam Elliott from uh, uh, Quantum Leap. Is that that's Sam Elliott, right? I don't know how I know Sam Elliott then. He's Eagleton Ron in Parks and Rec. He is? Yes. Oh my goodness. I am... How do I know who Sam Elliott is? Is he MacGyver? Is he... Well, I'll tell you, he wasn't in Quantum Leap. Because when I when the show started, I was like, "Oh, Sam Elliott, I know him," but I can't. I don't. Apparently, I don't. Uh, the Stranger in the Big Lebowski. Uh, he played Ross in the Eric Bana Hulk. Okay, so what I'm learning is I don't know who Sam Elliott is. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um. He's in Thank You for Smoking as Lorne. Okay. The 70s are much longer ago than I realize. He wasn't in MacGyver, but he was in MacGruber. Anyway, I'm now doubly disappointed. I have no idea what happens at the beginning of this show. I know we start in like a big rig truck with Evil Knievel and two of his cohorts, but there's a hair... In the film. Yeah, for the first couple minutes. For the first couple minutes, there's just a hair stuck in, like, the projector slide, and I was just like, I can't stop staring at it. I can't stop, just get the hair out of the camera. <laughs> Lose this match, we're taking on the lamb, not the rope. <laughs> hey, Evil, I think uh, Jack's afraid he may have to go back to wrestling alligators for a living. <laughs> you thought Sam Elliott was Scott Bakula? Scott Bakula, that's who I was thinking of. Who played Sam Beckett. This makes more sense than your tone implies. No? Scott Bakula is a full 10 years younger than Sam Elliott. Okay. He would have been 20. He was older than Chris Elliott. He would have at least been college age. Chris Elliott was in middle school. Laura, we are less than a minute into the show. (laughs) We have to get into this pilot. From what I gather, they are headed to a battle of the sexes where Evil Knievel will compete with, I I forget her name, unfortunately. Uh, Her name is Tracy Phillips. Tracy, yes. And the winner will get $100,000. Yeah. What is the competition? Uh, They're jumping over a bunch of orange cars on a ramp. But is it who does it? The furthest? Who does it the fastest? What is the contest? Orange. It is never explained what this competition is, other than it is a battle of the sexes and $100,000 is on the line. Uh, This is set up by a sleazy promoter. And the sleazy promoter... Gets, like, pulled aside by the manager of Evil Knievel. And this manager 
is demanding that the promoter have the ramps expected. Yeah. And that's going to cost him 10 grand. He is telling this promoter that he has to hire his $10,000 ramp inspector. I thought it was that they wanted $10,000 cash up front for, like, a security. Like, because he says, I did that to keep you interested. What I really want is the ramps to be inspected. I might have much less concerned. They keep bringing up the money to get Daryl, the uh, skeezy promoter, interested. But they're much less worried about that than they are the safety of the ramp. Okay, this whole thing was, like, very confusing because during this whole scene, and this scene is long, where they're just kind of, like, hanging out backstage, the whole time there's an announcement going on in the background. Yeah. So you just hear, like, (laughs) And Tracy is just out of frame Revving a motorcycle the whole time. I'm gonna have my girl out there. Evil ain't gonna get on that cycle till the promoter, and that's you, comes up with ten thousand dollars cash security that your ramps come up to our safety specifications. Miss Dom, I'll tell you something. If he's not out there, well, I got the press, the radio, and the TV all primed and ready. Everyone in Arizona is going to know your boy couldn't cut it against Miss Tracy Butler. So, yeah, it's a bit hard to hear. Yeah, uh, the beginning of the, the very beginning of this, the, uh, the intro, honestly spoils the whole show. Spoils the entire show, yeah. Evil Knievel, stuntman supreme, setting records, thrilling crowds, and now battling the worst evil of all, crime. I'm glad I forgot that line. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> it is reminiscent of we're gonna go way back in Stay Doomed history, guys. We're gonna go back nearly five years mm-hmm. to Heat Vision and Jack. Yeah. Which is doing it on purpose. Yeah. This show is what Heat Vision and Jack is making fun of. Yes, indeed. So Evil Knievel eventually comes out and again talks about getting the ramps inspected. And turns it around to be like, Tracy, you should be thinking the same thing. You got to remember, I've been around forever. I made about every mistake a man can make one of these things. Except one. That's making the same mistake twice. I want those ramps inspected. Yeah. And the promoter's like, fine, I'll get the ramps inspected. Today is just a preview anyway. Yeah. I just need you guys to go out there and hype the crowd out. So... There's a stadium full of people there to watch a commercial for tomorrow's event. It seems to be, yeah. Because it's not like, they don't ever like imply like something else is happening and they're like the halftime show. So they're like, all right, fine. We will. uh..." It was a different time. It was a different time. There's nothing to do, I guess. They kind of established that they're out in the middle of nowhere. True, true. So, Tracy and Evil Knievel ride out there and they're like, so what do you want to do? So they have no plan on what they're going to do. No plan. And Tracy goes, how about a friendly game of chicken? Yes. Now, you know what chicken is, right? 
I know what I think chicken is. Okay. You tell me what you think chicken is first. It's when you and another person move in like you're gonna kiss to see who's going to wuss out first. You're not wrong. But? But it's that with motorcycles. Do the motorcycles kiss? The motorcycles hopefully don't kiss. The idea is the two of you... I'm pretty sure I read a Transformers fanfiction like this once. The two, Evil Knievel and Tracy, are going to drive at each other at full speed and see which one of them swerves out of the way first. So, at this preview for this big event worth $100,000... That's supposed to be the Battle of the Sexes. That is the Battle of the Sexes. To goof around, they're going to try to ram each other on motorcycles. Yeah! So, what the scene is, is close-ups of these two sitting on a motorcycle and, like, <laughs> the camera's upward so all you see is sky... And then going, and then what are they doing? I'm sorry. And then shots of stock footage crowd. Yes. They ram it towards each other. Tracy swerves and wipes out because he's evil Knievel. He's not going to lose a game of chicken. Right. Uh, she wipes out, but she's okay. But that legitimately could have ruined the event. Absolutely. They then get back on their bikes, and then they fly towards each other, and then they hit ramps, and they just miss each other in the air. And the announcer goes, Wow! You can't get much closer than that. I mean, they could have hit each other. I thought... They wanted the ramps inspected. Why were they using the ramps? I didn't think, I didn't realize they were using the ramps. They 100% use ramps. (laughs) They 100% use ramps, jump in the air, barely miss each other. And it's just like, yeah, great show. Yeah. They forgot their own plot. They couldn't hear it over the motorcycle. Tracy's unharmed. And the next scene we see her um, talking to the promoter and she's very confident in her own abilities. Mm -hmm. And then she's sexually assaulted by the promoter. Yeah, the promoter gives her like a, you just remember I'm the one who set this up. So this is all me. (laughs) Kiss. Yeah. um, No chicken happens there. They do kiss. Uh, he assaults her. It's not, it does not seem consensual. It does not seem consensual. Uh, I think they're in a relationship. I, that doesn't mean it's consensual. I do not get that impression. Oh, I got the, the impression that it was like this abusive relationship. I did not get the impression they were in a relationship whatsoever. Uh, I got the impression she was working for him. Okay. Um. Again. I don't know. They don't explain anything in this show. So, uh, we see Evil Knievel getting suited up for the next hype event, which is that night. Yes! They're going to cut promos. 
Yeah, there's another hype event, and the promoter comes in and is like, Hey, evil, you stay clear of Tracy. Which is, again, like I thought was like meant to be a jealous boyfriend thing, but it could just be, this is my meal ticket. <laughs> well, he literally says, like, stay away from her. I don't want you getting in her head about stuff like the ramps. Right. That, he, that the whole ramp thing is intended to undermine Tracy. Yeah. Uh, so, Evil Knievel's like, well, I'll tell you what. Let's raise the stakes. If I win, I get Tracy's contract. And if Tracy wins, I'll work for you and you'll get my contract. Right. He makes the Space Jam bet. Yeah. <laughs> and the promoter's like, you're on. <laughs> So, the next part is the most confusing thing I've ever seen. There's this other character we're supposed to care about. He has, like, an afro, like, like, like one of those big, like, puffy-haired haircuts, and a mustache, and that's all I can tell you about him. He, yeah, he's got, like, a... He's got like a very seventies look. He's, yeah, he's very he's disco stew. He disco stew is exactly what he is. <laughs> he's wearing like a white jumpsuit. He's too. disco so stew. He's disco stew. So disco stew because it was the seventies. Uh, disco stew has like a conversation about like how they could become country western stars, and he plays yeah. his harmonica. It is an inconsequential. Uh, you could play an instrument instead of racing around breaking your bones. No one would want to see that. <laughs> so, he is playing the harmonica. And keeping watch, I and guess? keeping watch. But because he's playing the harmonica, he doesn't hear the two blonde women mm-hmm. in cat burglar outfits. Who look like Tracy, but are not Tracy. Who look like Tracy and are not Tracy. Jump the fence, hit him over the head with a blackjack, and then just hit <laughs> Evil Knievel's bike with a hammer. What What did you think was happening at this point? I thought it was Tracy. I thought it was Tracy and another Tracy doing Yeah, this. Tracy and her friend. And they appear to be hitting the motorcycle repeatedly with a stick. Yes. I think they have a mallet as well. And they break all the spokes in his wheels. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, they do the best fourth grade bullying I've seen. Yes. So then, in Laura's favorite scene, we cut to uh, Evil Knievel with a microphone. Just kind of hyping up the crowd. I'm going to take Ms. Tracy, but- Ms. Tracy Butler mm-hmm. and turn her back into a real woman. Yeah. Uh, some of the fantastic quotes I have are... I'll tell you, it's just like a woman. Always keep you waiting. I mean, you men out there, you can just picture yourself coming home after a hard day's work. And there she is, a little lady. Covered with grease, clomping around in a pair of motorcycle boots, passing out lukewarm TV dinners. Can you imagine it? Well, not me. And I'm here to put a stop to it. 
I'm here to turn Tracy Butler, Ms. Tracy Butler, back into a real woman. Ugh. <laughs> Wait a minute, what's happening? My note, good, I'm glad she wrecked his bike. So, all the guys in the crowd are like, yeah, yeah, get him, Evil Knievel. <laughs> and then Tracy shows up. She's like, sorry for making you wait. And there's a table full of women who stand up and applaud. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, oh, this is a group of women trying to sabotage Evil Knievel because he's a sexist. Yeah. Which... Which he is. The girls applaud Tracy when she calls Knievel a chauvinist pig. Did he just slap her ass? Yeah, there's this weird shot where he's like, ah, Tracy, I like him feisty or something like that. And then he makes like a motion, like he's slapping her ass, but we're staying close on Scott Bakula's face. No, Evil Knievel's face. So we don't know exactly what's happening. Well, like I always say, if you got it, flaunt it. But it totally looks like the plot of this is Evil Knievel talks for a long time about how he's going to win because Tracy's a woman. Yeah. Tracy then arrives and then he just is like, hey, toots. Yeah. We shouldn't like Evil Knievel. My next point. note is I am more invested in Tracy as a person. But I, the one thing I want to mention is when Tracy shows up, there is this moment of like, oh, Tracy, you're here. Giggle, giggle, giggle. Yeah. Like, this is all just kayfabe yeah. wrestling promo. I'm saying this to get a rise out of the audience. Yeah. Which would be fine if you're losing. Yeah. You're evil Knievel. Yeah. <laughs> you're not supposed to be the bad guy in this. And you're definitely not supposed to, like, lose. Like, remember, they, they made a movie about it with uh, Emma Stone and I think Steve Carell, The Battle of the Sexes tennis game. Oh, yeah. And it was, basically, they did the same thing, where this great tennis champion was like, oh, I'm going to beat this girl, I'm a man, I'm the greatest. And he was, like, in his 50s, and she was in her prime, and she demolished him, because of course she did. Yeah. And it's fine to do that if you're trying to sell an event, and you're pretty sure you're losing. <laughs> yeah. This does not make sense from a promoter perspective. Correct. Just saying. We work in wrestling. So then they discover Evil Knievel's wrecked bike. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do you think? Do you think we'll be able to fix it in time? And they're like, I think we're going to have a rough night, but we're going to fix it in time. Yeah. And then there's some sort of, like, threat that someone's going to kill Evil Knievel. Yeah, that if he tries to do the jump, he'll get killed. And Evil Knievel goes, I'm jumping. No way, no how am I not jumping? I'll be sailing through the air. You were worried about the ramps. Yep. And now... <laughs> Tracy apologizes to Evil Knievel about his bike and tries to convince him not to do the jump. Mm-hmm. 
and she gives him like a light kiss on the cheek or something and the creepy promoter sees it. The creepy promoter sees it from a mile away. Yeah, from like a watchtower. <laughs> like they're outside of a trailer on the ground. He is in a building looking through a window. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the water tower the Animaniacs live in. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks like Yakko is watching uh, you know, Buttons and Mindy. The like, only reason he knew that they kissed is Wacko went, hello, nurse, when it happened. <laughs> I wish Wacko would just participate in every show we watch. <laughs> um, so then Tracy realizes that it was Daryl who did everything. And that's when we realized Dar- she... Daryl is the promoter. I did is, say that okay, ages ago. Sure. Uh, and that's when we realize... That she didn't wreck the bike. We Yeah, she didn't wreck the bike. It takes us that long to realize. Daryl the promoter was like, I want to sabotage Evil Knievel. I want to sabotage the event that I'm running, that I've spent all this money getting people here, that people are going to be selling tickets or buying tickets to. They've already come to two hype events that are sold out. I'm just going to sabotage it so Evil Knievel can't perform. That's my dastardly plan. How am I going to execute this plan? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to hire me two blondes. And they're going to go and sneak in. They're going to knock out the guards. And they're going to destroy a motorcycle. Yep. Who are these women? We never find out who those women were. We really don't. Okay, my next note was orange. Yeah. The <laughs> this, this scene is very orange. You see, the, we see the ramp the, that we've never seen inspected. Uh, next to like 20 orange Volkswagen Beetles. Yes. So apparently that's what's being jumped. And Evil Knievel's like, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm about to do it. And... The promoter is in this watchtower with a remote control. His plan is when Evil Knievel gets on the ramp, he's going to blow it up with dynamite. Yeah. Do you think maybe if this were to work, the police would look into the promoter (laughs) as like the number one suspect? I would think so. If you were going to kill Evil Knievel, would you do it in front of an entire crowd? No. I think maybe you booby-trapped the bike that is his responsibility and not the ramp you built that there's lots of witnesses around. Cut the brake lines on his tour bus. Yes! But, like, there are so many witnesses around when Evil Knievel's like, I want those ramps inspected. For then the ramp to be the thing you choose to kill him with? Yeah. Evil Knievel does the jump and survives the explosion because he's too fast? Is that what we're supposed to get out of this? Yeah. Like... He just doesn't hit the button at the right time? Pretty much. 
So Evil Knievel flies through the air. The ramp behind him explodes. And he rides away from the explosion, looking all cool. He lands, and when the promoter sees that Evil Knievel has landed safely, he's just going to make a run for it on foot. Yeah. So that's his... He's running toward his car. (laughs) He runs into the parking lot, I think, toward a car. He doesn't make it. And... Because Evil Knievel's on a motorcycle. Yes. And... And is, like, pretty good at riding it. Pretty good at it. He, like, whacks him with the motorcycle. And he's like... And the promoter's like, oof. And then he gets arrested. And... The show ends. There's, I know there's another scene where they're in the truck, but I don't remember what is said. Because <laughs> I know that, like, music is playing way too loud. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's pretty much along the lines of, what a day. And then he says goodbye to Tracy, who I guess is free from her contract. Yeah. Which would set up logically that she would go with them and mm-hmm. be another stunt person traveling with them. But it's the 70s and she's a woman. So we can't have a big female character in this show no, doing cool stuff. Not. So she just stays behind. Evil Knievel needs a new hot woman every week. Yeah. So she stays behind, and the show ends, and Evil Knievel never fights crime. Nope. <laughs> that was what the show started on, is that Evil Knievel's going to fight crime. And he doesn't. I just found out the awful Knoffel story is true, and not a bit Lee Mac did on Taskmaster. You didn't know it was true? I thought it was a bit. No. Again, this is a thing I knew because I love Evil Knievel. Yeah, I totally thought it was a bit. So, let's talk about the insanity that is this show. Because I want you to, uh, first off, let, let me let me start with some, some fun uh, Evil Knievel trivia. Okay. Do you know what Evil Knievel's final television appearance was? Um, I do. This is like a trivia thing. This oh, is not okay. something I want you to research. Okay, then no. I don't know. He is in a David Blaine special where David Blaine has been training to hold his breath for five minutes. Okay. So, as part of this special, Evil Knievel <laughs> invites David Blaine into his house and David Blaine is like, here, let me show you. And he lays down on Evil Knievel's couch and he holds his breath for a really long time. And Evil Knievel's like, wow, look, you can see when he takes a breath, like you see the color come back into his face. That's really cool. And uh, I was a big David Blaine fan as well. And I remember uh, I talked to my friend Mike about it and I was like, did you see the David Blaine thing? And he was like, yeah, I hated it. It's always been my dream to hold my breath on Evil Knievel's couch. That's fun. But that got me thinking. Who is today's Evil Knievel? I think, realistically, it's Johnny Knoxville. See, I'm not sure. Because mm-hmm. I think you could make a very strong argument for uh, Travis Pastrana, best known from Travis Nitro Pastrana Circus, is another good shout. Because, yeah. like Evil Knievel, Travis Pastrana kind of has that, like, 
I'm jumping over stuff on my motorcycle. Yeah, going big. Johnny Knoxville is, I'm going to get hit. Well, Johnny Knoxville uh, has a special called the Tribute to Evil Knievel that he does. And that's the one where he almost rips off his penis. Yes, I believe Travis Pastrana is also in that. I believe Travis is in that and um, oh, Matt Mira is in it as well. And probably Robbie Knievel. Robbie Knievel's son. Uh, Robbie Knievel, if I, if I may. You may. Robbie Knievel tried to be a stuntman for a while. And very often we get a Fox special where he decided against the jump. Where he was just like, conditions are bad, not going to do it. Uh, I know he he jumped a moving train. Like, he went head on with it. So, like, he jumped and then the train ran into the ramp. That was cool. But um, in terms of these, like, big stunts that you should like, that are also, like, appointment TV, because, like... I, as much as I like Travis Barker, uh, Travis Barker, is that his name? Travis Pastrana. Travis, Travis Barker's from Blink-182. Blink uh, Travis Pastrana, uh, he does that tour, the Nitro Circus tour. Yes. Uh, but he doesn't have as many, like, here's, like, the big event. I mean, like, there's a lot of good Red Bull guys that do big Evil Knievel-like stuff. Like, the, the guy who jumped from space. Yeah. And stuff like that. But another person I would put into this category would be David Blaine. Okay. Like, David Blaine, he stood on that real tall thing for, like, two days and then jumped off into cardboard boxes. He, like, he, he hung from, he was electrocuted for, like, a day. He did, like, he hung upside down for a day. Like, a lot of endurance stuff. But, like, big spectacle stunts, Right. So let's do this show. I mean, you could also argue Jonathan Goodwin. Jonathan Goodwin. From One Way Out. And He's a good show. Yeah. Danger Man. Uh, but I think the thing I'm looking for, for when I say, like, who's today's evil Knievel is... That showmanship. That showmanship of, like, one stunt. One stunt a year is all you need. And it's the event. Like, Goodwin, as much as I love him, like... He always did, like, Danger Man, where it's like, here's a new stunt every week. Where David Blaine needs to only be like, I'm actually doing a bullet catch. Yeah. Like, one thing. Come see it. Uh, so let's say we do this show with David Blaine. Okay. It is the worst idea in the world. So it's like, all right, we're going to do... We're going to have David Blaine fight crime. That's the pitch for the show. All right, that's great. So we have David on board? No. Instead of David Blaine, he's going to be played by, I don't know, the guy from The Big Bang Theory. He's going to be David Blaine. Okay. Oh, all right. So we're going to see him like, does like, he know how to do like magic? It's like, no, no, no. He won't be doing any actual magic. We'll do that all with camera tricks and editing, you know? Uh, but th- there will be a big thing that happens in every episode. Yeah. And because he's David Blaine, everyone's after him. Yeah. And women love him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's David Blaine. Yeah. So then let's say that show goes to air. I love David Blaine, so I know what's happening. 
But let's say a child watches this and it's like, oh, who's David Blaine? David Blaine is a fictional character played by an actor that doesn't actually do stunts. Yeah. What is the point of this show? And this is in the peak of Evil Knievel's career. Right. So, like, Evil Knievel's doing stuff currently. Like, it's not like if we did an Evil Knievel show in 2023 where you had somebody kind of doing uh, Evil Knievel. Like, where you had somebody kind of doing, like, the life story of Evil Knievel along with. Yeah. But, like, think about how children see the world, right? Let's say that this Evil Knievel show actually became a series. And this kid's like, ah, cool, stunts. And then his dad's like, you know, Evil Knievel's coming to town. <gasps> really? And then they go see Evil Knievel live. And, and it's he, not the guy from TV. And he goes, that's not Evil Knievel. That's some other guy. Why would you do that to your own career? Like, it's just, the logic in this is just not there. Yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, you're right. Like, the guy on the TV is not Evil Knievel. If you take him to the live show, little kids are going to be like, that's not Evil Knievel, that's a guy in a suit. It's just, it's so dumb. So, for me, this is a stay doomed. For this sure. is a stay doomed. It's kind of like, this is a little bit of a dated reference for those of us who were uh, kids in the 90s. When you went to, like, the county fair to see the Power Rangers, <sighs> and you were all too aware... They would never take their helmets off because they weren't the real Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. I was so upset that the Power Rangers were going to be at Cabana, and uh, <laughs> which is a water ice place. Yeah, the real Power Rangers were coming to your Cabana. And I remember I was so excited. And when I got there, uh, it was the green Power Ranger and the yellow Power Ranger. And they had... Big heads, like mascotty heads. And I, I was like, oh, it's nice to meet you. And I shook Trini's hand. Mm-hmm. And I remember I could see through the mask. And it was like a girl who looked like Trini. Yeah. So I had like a brief moment where I'm like, oh, they probably just don't have like the good costumes. Yeah. And so they're, they're not really morphing. Zordon wouldn't let them wear the real suits to Cabana. So I'm like, oh, well, at least it's that. Were you allowed to wear your good clothes to Cabana? So I got them to sign my VHS tape of <gasps> the story of the Green Ranger. <gasps> and I handed it to the Green Ranger and he signed it Tommy and not Jason David Frank. And I was crushed. Oh, you were almost smart enough. I just, I don't know why they would lie to me. It's like, oh, the Power Rangers is going to be... And I should say that they did it on purpose because the actors were actually at the aquarium. Because I remember seeing the commercials and like them standing there waving with the helmets off. So yeah. I knew it was them. So I was like, oh, they're right over there at the aquarium. They took another gig. Yeah. Cool. And like, I, like, as a kid, I was still like an actor. So I was just like, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to talk to actors. Oh. Tommy. It's like, don't. And they ruined your VHS. Yeah. 
don't have it anymore. Dumb. Stay doomed. It's, it's a stay doomed for me because it, it's just, it's not very good. Uh, and I, I don't like that I, I never feel like I will be able to get attached to a female character in this show. No, absolutely not. Because I get the impression that any female character is going to be gone quickly. Uh, one other just small note that I'm just going to bring up now uh, because it'll never happen. There was a show I was trying to do for Stay Doomed for a while. Yeah. That I could never find, so that's why we didn't do it. But it also would have been terrible. There was a pay-per-view. Okay. A $40 pay-per-view. <gasps> where someone was jumping the Grand Canyon in a car. Which Evil Knievel famously did not do because he couldn't get the permits. Yeah, so he was he's actually going to do it. And I remember I was super excited for it. And I, like what I have in my memory is they kept showing this cartoon of like, this is what the car should do. And then they're like, if the car doesn't get enough speed, it'll crash into the side of the canyon. Woo! If the car gets too much speed, it'll miss its landing mark and it'll crash in the desert. Yeah. And they just kept showing that cartoon like over and over again. And then like cutting back to like, oh, he's getting psyched up and all this other stuff. This was like an hour. And then he came out and said, due to the weather conditions, I'm not going to jump. Oh, my God. And then it ended. And it was a pay-per-view. That's bananas. And I was like, if I could find it, it would be a fun prank to play on Lara. To just be like, we are going to watch the show for an hour that ends with nothing happening. I mean, didn't we do that with the snake? We did kind of do that with Eaten Alive, and we did kind of do that with um, uh, Al Capone. <laughs> I will say, I did know. Oh, yeah, yeah. About Al Capone. I did not know what was going to happen with Snake Guy. Uh, but yeah, that I just wanted to mention, that, that was one of those on the list since day one, and I never found it. And after doing this show for five years, it would not have been a good episode. <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that out there. Robbie Knievel jumped the Grand Canyon. Did he? Um, He broke his leg in the resulting crash. (laughs) And he was scheduled to make the jump on April 29th, but bad weather forced him to postpone. I wonder if it was Robbie Knievel that did the the pay-per-view. I don't remember. But I definitely have that cartoon burned into my brain. So I think that's going to do it here at uh, Stay Doomed HQ. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, thank you to Matthew for being a super cool patron. If you want to be a patron, check on patreon.com slash plus two comedy. Oh, Robbie Knievel died this year. Oh, really? Yeah, he died in January. Oh. Sorry, Robbie Knievel. Yeah, bummer. Yeah, that's bummer. Cool, bringing that in the mood. So, um, where can people find us, Laura? You can email us at the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you like stuntmen and have some cool stuntman video, don't just send me crashes. Send me cool stunts. I'm at Plus Two Comedy. If you have an incredible gift for bringing down the mood, I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed. <laughs>